Hello and welcome to another episode of the PD Performance Podcast. Today's podcast is a conversation with David Wee. David is a former work colleague of mine who is a black belt in jiu-jitsu and in judo. He recently competed in the Singapore Grappling Invitational and came out victorious in his match. We have a conversation about that match, getting his black belt last week and a number of other less serious topics. Hope you enjoy it. As always, like it, share it, and send it. How are you, man? I'm good. Yeah, did you watch the fight this morning? Uh, I did not, but I've uh, I've seen Francis Ngannou absolutely spark Stipe, which was uh, yeah surprising. Yeah, um, he just he looked, slept him, didn't he? It looked pretty brutal. Yeah, uh, it was rotten. Like it was. Uh, why would you get into the ring with that fella? <laughs> well, he's done it before and he's won. So. Yeah, true. But I think Stipe was a lot uh, lighter this time around, wasn't he? Yeah, he looks small. Yeah. It's like, why would you get in small against that fella? Most people would look small next to Ngano, though, wouldn't they? (laughs) That is true. That is true. Um, We'll get into stepping into the combat sport arena. Um, But, yeah, as I said, I just wanted to find out. um, Tell me about young David Uwe. Uwe? We. 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 we, David Uwe. I know, yeah. How long now? Two years? The camp announcer's second name? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> it's all right. Calm down, Peter Wrong. Yeah, um, yeah. What was young David like? I was a pretty boring child, to be very honest. Um, I uh, I was terrible at football, terrible at ball sports in general. So my parents started out, they put me in gymnastics because uh, mum was a gymnast when she was younger. Uh, and turns out I was also terrible at gymnastics. Um <laughs> And then uh, it transpired that my uh, my godfather had done a bit of judo when he was younger. So dad thought, well, oh, let's give David a go at that. Uh, I took up judo. I, Looking back on it, I don't think I was very good at it as a child. But um, I think the combination of doing judo, I did judo for five years and won some medals, but uh, but not important because I was eight. Uh, <laughs> They're the most important ones. Yeah, the most important ones. Um, <laughs> the trophies were better. There's like trophies that were the size of me. But, yeah, yeah. But I think what what happened with the with being able to do judo at that age, and I did it till I was about fourteen. And I think that doing something where you're where you're going at it f- like full full force with someone else going at it full force mm-hmm. uh and i found that doing that and going through puberty at the same time i think that's probably helped physical development quite a bit so it's a good thing you're I, still going through puberty then isn't it yeah i can't <laughs> wait till my voice breaks um, <laughs> but uh yeah at least they get that gave you an avenue to take out your anger that you couldn't play any ball sports with the other kids so you just took yeah, it out yeah. on oh, there well, I, I, I stopped playing. I stopped doing judo with the hopes of becoming a professional footballer, which was just the most misguided 
14 year old thing that a 14 year old could do um so yeah that's and then when after after the 14 year old you gave up um the judo but then when did you get back into it or when did you get back into the wrestling and the jujitsu and stuff so uh how old was i i was i think i was 16 or 17 at a, a party at school and i was drunk and a couple of guys just came and came and jumped me and just started unloading on my face. Jesus, uh, just, that sounds very dodgy. They punched <laughs> me in the face. Dodge <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the so bullet they, there. You can edit that, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not going um, to though. <laughs> perfect. Okay, cool. So a couple of guys unloaded on my face many, many times. Uh, so I just got, uh, like, they broke my nose and everything. Uh, and I just, I didn't like that feeling of, it wasn't like helplessness, but I didn't mm. feel like I'd been in control of that situation. Um, and what any, you know, smart person would have done then is, you know, go and learn how to fight. Yeah. I watched Rocky and purchased a heavy bag and some wraps for my hands. I didn't, yeah. I did I thought gloves made you like, if you wore gloves, you were a pussy. If you wore the wraps, it was just to protect the skin. <laughs> knuckles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had no idea. So sometimes I just, I just unload on the bag, like bare knuckled and I'd cut the skin off. So I was like, Oh, maybe the wraps are just to, you know? Um, so I got really good at swinging a, a heavy bag. Yeah. Um, and then actually like, um, through a bit of a, a stroke of luck, actually, and like my leavers week at, of uh, of sixth form, the the school brought in the people who I did judo with to give like a little self defense seminar. So I got to say hi to everyone that like I remembered, and then um, and I thought, ah, I might as well, I might as well go and learn some MMA. Um, so I called my old judo instructor and was like, I see you offer MMA classes now. And he was like, yep, just come in. So I go in knowing absolutely nothing about what to expect. I think my, I didn't really even watch UFC back then. I'd, I'd watched never back down. Yeah. Um, well, that, that's as real as you're going to get. It is as real as you're going to get. And, um, I just showed up and it was a jujitsu class and, um, I yeah that was I was just pretty I was pretty hooked like you know the first time you you do something like that and you're like mm. oh that was really tiring I must have gotten the best workout here that must be the most amazing and you just you adapt but um mm. on the never back down thing someone in that class put me in a triangle and there's a scene in never back down where he gets put in a triangle and then mm. slammed <laughs> onto a car yeah um so I I like I picked the guy up uh, and, and then slam him. I didn't try to slam people were like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> um, put me down yeah uh but that was that was fortunate so then yeah that's how i that's how i got, into, how got into it and then when did you realize then, you were um, good at it? when did you realize like fuck i'm i'm pretty good at this the other day I um i, I kind of have that realization you know, I've had that a few times uh, and it's always been followed by actually I'm not very good at this. Well you must uh, have felt it when you were rolling with me. It's like Jesus this guy's yeah, pathetic. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. Um, that that is a day I'll never forget. Uh, <laughs> that day in November 2019. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but in all seriousness, so um, a lot of the times, actually, uh, I've had times where I've realized, like you know, I've realized it when I wasn't even doing it. I, I just, I, um, I was at like a, I was at a, uh, I was at a judo competition at university. And um, someone who was there, like I'd competed quite a bit by then, but I wasn't, I, I think I'd like injured my ankle or something. I couldn't compete. But someone who was competing that day, who wasn't very good, um, but he went up to my my coach who was standing next to me and he's like, oh, he felt really strong. And my coach was just like, yeah, he probably did. But do you know what? Like, he's also never really gone up against someone who's trying to, like throw him on the floor really hard. You felt just as strong to him. Um, and I, I, when I like started seeing it like that, I was like, well, yeah, I probably did. And then I've, I've like, you know, I've spoken to people and they say that like, they don't like when I'm trying to ragdoll them. So I figured maybe that means I'm, I'm not yeah. weak. Um, yeah. And then I've obviously trained with some very good people over the years and there have been times, so I remember like the first time I caught some certain people uh, in submissions. I thought, well, that's that's pretty significant. Like, yeah, that's pretty significant. Um, you know, I was, my old coach Dan Strauss in England. There was a there was a point in time where I was maybe past his guard for a second and a half before he got it back and and strangled me. Uh, that was. That was a significant moment for me. Um, so yeah, there's you, you. You have those moments, but then, like, you know, two weeks ago, I just I got absolutely manhandled at training, and it's not. And you, you come out of that, you think you're terrible. Mm. Um, so, but you've had in, you've had two very very significant events in the last week that have probably told you otherwise. Maybe getting um, manhandled in training was was a good thing the week two oh, weeks. Oh, absolutely! Oh, absolutely! Um, but it's it's ne it's never fun at the time, and yeah, and you just knack it afterwards. But mm. yeah, um, you know, first let's first first go let's go on to the fight or the okay. the, the match that you had. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, can't call it. it can't call it a fight because some MMA people get upset. Yeah, exactly. There's no, punch, there's no punching involved. Jeez, I nearly got a fight. <laughs> nearly got in trouble. Not there. a fight. It's a match. It's yeah, a match. Okay, yeah. God. Um, but uh, I watched it on Instagram Live, and uh, you seemed to like, like from my uneducated point of view, it seemed like you dominated. Now I, I know that you're probably going to say that from like you can you can be on top and not dominate. I executed. Yeah. I executed exactly as I had hoped. Uh, my my opponent uh, Rahul was um, uh, he's very tough, um, so I knew it'd be tough to finish him. I had I had some pretty solid chokes like on him as well, and then uh, obviously, I'd, you know, your listeners will have done their research and yeah, watched, hopefully. But, uh, I like I did I put I had to I ended up submitting him with a with an American lock, uh, but I had to put it on pretty pretty deep and I what felt some things. I felt some things tear. Um, yeah, so. that guy's limbs are made of rubber or something. Like what the? Would you tap out, buddy? 
Jesus. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, <laughs> like, I uh, yeah, I, I had to tell the ref like I'm gonna break this if if you don't if you don't stop, stop it. He's like, oh, if if he dies, he dies. <laughs> uh, he was watching Rocky recently as well. He was, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I ex I I executed as I as I planned, um, uh, and I'd, I'd done a lot of work on on executing way as it as it went uh, as the beginning of the fight went but then obviously when the when the chokes didn't sink in i had to yeah and had to adapt but what does uh, it yeah, feel I, like like popping like all that shit so that's the that's the first time i've like put a submission on that hard yeah um uh, which and i've been training for 13 years is a bit a bit odd really um it's, almost, it's a good thing though to an extent yeah i mean i i i mean i'm quite proud of the fact that i don't injure training partners and stuff um but it felt it, it, yeah it felt weird like a you know you like because you feel it you feel it go a bit and then you feel it go a bit more and then you felt it i felt it completely dislocate oh my and then, god and then it went back in um so i it, i'm not I'm not inexperienced with with that, but uh, so like I've done like sport first yeah, aid yeah, yeah. and stuff. So I've, I've I've done I've done the other I've done the other side of it. I've I've helped yeah, put shoulders and stuff back, back in. in. Yeah. Uh, so th it it feels weird that way. Doing the opposite. Yeah. On the opposite side of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was quite. And like he like. I just didn't like you were like screaming medic medic and then yeah. he just stood up with you like, uh, just... yeah so I, I i i've watched it back it looked like the elbow went like popped back in and yeah. i guess that makes it hurt a lot less um yeah so i yeah i can understand but yeah. i got some hate online for uh for shouting for the medic really yeah like just trolling so, or like people just being, uh, like, well, it was on Reddit, so it's anonymous, and it was just people saying, oh, yeah. "You look like a douchebag," calling for the medic, and I said, "I'd, <laughs> I'd do it again," um, <laughs> and I'd do it again. Yeah, you're dead right, uh, though. Like you have to, like that's the like you have the level of respect for your opponent as well. Like you don't want yeah, them to absolutely. be seriously injured. Like so, it's only yeah, cool. it's only the it's the human thing to to call for the yeah. medic like they think you're you're some sort of stone cold killer there by the sounds of things if they think you're just gonna walk off and do that i, the I wore a, i wore a pretty non-stone cold killer outfit <laughs> yeah i know yeah we're very that. honest <laughs> i've seen it before i've seen you wearing it before brilliant yeah um but uh yeah like uh, th i think they th they want you to be even drag or something in that situation yeah yeah <laughs> if it does ah. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, they're, they're trying to line me up with, uh, the national wrestling coach here who is, who is of the Eastern Bloc descent. So I might have to, I might have to climb a mountain and, and shout please, his name. Please make, please make a trade of montage for us. Have you seen, um, Ben Askren's video for his? No, I haven't seen it yet for his boxing. Uh, his boxing. Yeah. He's boxed in, uh, what's it? Jake Paul, Jake Paul or whatever. Yeah. Um, so he's done a he's done a piss take Rocky montage. Oh, brilliant! I'll have to check glorious. that out. Yeah, um, but, but like, what worries me about that fight is we saw him in a stand up fight essentially, and it was ridiculous. yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> he was he was not he was he was not very good, but 
you know, like if you if you played football, yeah, if you played football with, oh, I don't know who's a very bang average Premiership football. If you played football with Nat Phillips, yeah, right, you would think he's the the great. You would think yeah. he's Lionel Messi. Yeah, exactly. Because, um, and so I'm hoping that's that's what kind of happens with Ben Askren. Oh man, I hope he beats him uh, so badly. Like Jesus. Yeah. Um, just to, to, to stop all this craziness that's going on. I know it's it's good for. What is it good for though? Realistically, like all these YouTube kids fighting each other. Money is that all? Like. Yeah, I mean, he's got some. He's got some Bentleys, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if I'll even tune in to that one. To be honest, um, I mean, I'll tune in a bit later uh, for free. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah exactly. I uh, remember being at the. Who, who was he fighting when? When we saw Maya, was it? Oh, Damien Maya, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like it, it was just so quiet in the arena because two of them were just like standing up. Yeah. Like, and, I remember it just distinctly somebody just shouting, somebody do something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Usually at the UFC events, that's uh that's uh a bit of a dickhead in the crowd, but I yeah. I very much felt that one was warranted. Well, I thought that was gonna be, I was like, oh, this is gonna be an amazing and it's like the, the best them, grapping match ever. <laughs> ever, yeah, but the two of them respected each yeah. other's grappling so much that they didn't want to get in the floor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um but anyway, yeah, we'll move on to the other significant event that occurred in the last week. Um, you got your black belt, jujitsu. Yeah, yeah, that uh, that one was uh, a bit mad. Um, yeah, I, I got it yesterday, so I'm I'm still a bit, um, you know, because it, it's a bit weird in in jujitsu and, and stuff. So for for reference, so I've I've also got a black belt in judo, um, and the I think the, the big difference is is when you when you start jujitsu, you you feel you you're a white belt and you go with a blue belt and and you think and what the blue belt will do to you, you think there is absolutely no way I could ever ever do this, like to another like I mm. there's no way I could obtain this level of skill. And so then you, and then you see like a black belt just mopping the floor with people who mop the floor with the blue belt and yeah. stuff. So it's, it's just, it, it's a bit beyond um, comprehension about like that you could ever reach that level. And, uh, and I, like, I, I remember uh, Chance, my coach, when like at one point when I was a blue belt still, he said like, you know, one day you'll be a, a good black belt, David. And I was like, I'd just be really happy if I made a purple belt, like made mm. it to purple sort of thing. Um, and I think, and it kind of like going back to you asking, like, when did you like think you were good and stuff? Mm. Uh, I think it's a, a bit easier to like see it gradually uh, when you're getting you're the lower belts and you get your blue belt, you get your purple belt, you get your brown belt. You're like, okay, cool. I'm, I'm at the level, but then, uh, and then, but then you think, oh, okay, I've got something to something left to to aim for. Yep. Um, whereas with this is, uh, it's just a bit. It's different because you 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 reflect a lot more because you've, I mean, in in the the belt grading sense, you've yeah you've you've reached the top. Um, yeah. 
and so you you, you just look look back so actually i uh i just spent a lot of time actually just uh contacting people who i've trained with like in the past and and my old coaches and stuff and and just thanking them for for you know what the different things that they gave me um so like even like not even not so I, like one of them was my old judo coach dave from university because yeah. you know i think i like i've obviously spent a lot of time getting pretty rat assed at uni but <laughs> i i spent a lot of times on the mat yeah and i think without you know a coach like dave who would have who who could keep me engaged and and made it as enjoyable as he did i think you know uh that mat time that was very valuable to me was would have been gone mm. um so uh, and things like that so it was it was just a very and i'm still reflecting on it like quite a lot but yeah. it's just a very a much more reflective time rather than yeah looking ahead yeah 100 um, well, but like uh, it's just uh, it's amazing the way that you reach that pinnacle i suppose like you're like you're, you're still going to think there's more to achieve in it but like absolutely. as you as you said like you're a bona fide black belt now that's something pretty cool like do you know yeah yeah it's written on my instagram profile mate like yeah 100 (laughs) put it everywhere right get tattooed on your forehead i'll hang on a sec dave i think we've lost your your connection hang on oh hello yes got you now yeah i unplugged and plugged it back in yeah that's what i was thinking (laughs) it professional Uh, (laughs) exactly go on um yeah so I made my watch look like a black belt because I'm a because I'm a twat. <laughs> I'm I mean, worst, you've got to do it. I'm like. the worst, worst kind of human. I, I'd say you're allowed to do that when you're a black belt. If you see yeah. someone who the, there's the, the jokes about purple belts and stuff, where mm. everything they wear is purple, and no, that's that's not cool. That's yeah, cool. no, it's not cool because uh, you haven't you haven't got to the top yet. But the way that was that your coach presented to you like the way he presented to you as yeah. well was class like oh he tricked me the, yeah the, i haven't seen that know. i haven't seen that been done before i've only seen like the it's kind of like they call everybody in like a ceremony nearly like for a black belt he uh sends me a text on wednesday like dave i've got i've got some work stuff on uh, i can't teach on saturday could you can you cover class i'm like yeah, yeah sure and so i cover class um and then i have us I was just we were we were doing work and then like we were we were positional sparring and then I'd actually I'd forgotten my belt I'd forgotten to bring my my brown belt in uh, so it was quite handy but then he he just sort of walks in and he's in his gi and I was like what's going on and then uh, tells me he's like, like I was mid roll as well so he's like what the fuck are you doing there David that's all wrong come on let's in the full video like I like. I do a little backward roll and stay on the mat, like on the floor, like waiting for technical instruction. And then he picks me up and he's like, where's your belt? I'm like, Oh, I forgot that. He's like, Oh, well, that's handy. And pulls out the black belt. Then. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, and the crowd goes wild. (laughs) And the crowd goes wild. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Wasn't a big crowd. You've got space limitations because of COVID now, mate. Oh yeah. Yeah. I know. Um, it was in move to live though, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Could have been, could have been dozens of people instead of dozen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But a question that I just um, think would be an interesting one is: obviously, you're doing a lot of uh, coaching and teaching and move to live. How much? Yeah. How much does that contribute to getting the black belt? I think I think it's helped me a lot. Uh, 
it's the the teaching has helped me a lot in just at getting technically better uh there are some drawbacks uh to coaching as 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 much but i think you know it's i mean it's told quite often but basically if you if you can teach something then you can do it mm-hmm. um or you'll you'll be better at doing it so yeah i think that that teaching just helps helps in that regard um and then it it also you know one of the some of the ways that it helps is there's actually uh you know we're fortunate we've got some fairly talented people there as well like yeah. naturally gifted athletes um uh, and so actually it can show you what you're doing wrong as well because if i'll if i demonstrate something wrong and the really talented guy does it wrong i can see what i've been doing wrong it's a, it's yeah. like so that's that's handy and i think just you know i think the uh so the other thing that chance said is that i i'd had a i'd had a conversation with them a, a couple of months ago about the fact that i think i've i wouldn't say taken a lot but i've 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 gained a lot from jujitsu of, you know, it's, it's helped me like grow as a, as a person and mm-hmm. not just to strangle and break arms and stuff. Um, and I, th- and I told him like a, you know, a big part of what my old coach Dave who mentioned earlier, he's, he impressed on me that you sh- you should give back when you can. And uh, I think I'd, you know, I, I've accepted it. Like I'm at the point now where I think I've got things to give back to people uh, who you know who can get out of it as much as they want because uh, it doesn't have to be what I've gotten out of it, it because maybe they don't they don't love it as much as I do um, and that's fine uh, but if you if you want something out of it I'm 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 here to try and help you get it out of it um, so yeah I think uh, that's that's been a big help as well. Hundred percent, but um, definitely from my few experiences in there, and and from what you've just said, like you've gained so much from it, not just in terms of from the sport, but as a human being, I guess. Um, to be real sentimental and soft and stupid, but um, like it, like it should be something that everybody does. Well, most people anyway, like because it humbles you, as you said. It does, yeah, oh, absolutely humbles me. Um, I, I think, yes, I think in in some respects everyone should try it. Mm-hmm. Everyone should, everyone should know, um, like what it's like. Um, but I also totally get that there are just people out there who really like their personal space. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> give a shit about my. Yeah, I yeah. really don't give a shit about my personal space. Yeah. Um, so I'm happy to have sweaty men in tight clothing <laughs> uh, just shove their bellies in my face. Yeah, yeah. You can edit that part out, right? <laughs> Again, I'll be leaving it in. Um, or I'll be just uh, snipping it and yeah. taking all these bits <laughs> and sewing them together. Yeah. People unloading A couple on of guys face unloading on my face. On top of you. Um, yeah. But yeah, like... from like the- I get that. I, yeah, but I think um, I think it's just it's uh, I think it it's humbling, but it's it's um, I think it's just like quite meditative as well. I think it's a very 
so you know the they say that you you know it's hard to meditate it's hard to focus on on nothing mm -hmm. uh, the first thing you want to do when you when you meditate is focus on one thing mm -hmm. and the easiest way to focus on one thing is to have someone directly in front of you who's to have one thing in front of you trying yeah. to trying to rip your arm off yeah um so i think that i find that very helpful so after after i've trained um good little reset and uh yeah i'd i would i wouldn't say i had well maybe i had like slight anger management issues before i started doing jiu-jitsu mm -hmm. um and i mean i'm not saying i never get angry now yeah but just a lot more chilled out because of it yeah. no mm -hmm. which which i like because yeah. again most things don't see as bad as having a man just shove their <laughs> knee into your neck and try and strangle you yeah. with it. The, uh, the funny thing about you saying that as well is like these guys are, are trying to strangle you and, and dislocate your uh, limbs yeah. from your body and stuff. But then even from, as I said, from my brief kind of encounters, you develop like this weird kind of bond with the people that you're rolling with immediately. It's, you might not uh, know yeah. them at all. like Absolutely. But it's, especially if you're training with them, because because there's like, it's a very, you know, you, you're not at, yeah, you say you're trying to like dislocate bones and stuff, but, you know, you also get on there and you trust the person not to, mm -hmm. if it comes to it. Yeah. Like, uh, and, and they trust you not to, and there's like a just implicit bond, um, which I like. And it's, uh, like I've had, I've, I've had that. I've, 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 you know, gotten a bond like that with people who I haven't rolled with, yeah. but we both know that, okay, cool. We've both done jujitsu. We both yeah. competed at a certain level. Um, and so that, that sort of understand. Yeah. I think that's, that's really helpful. Um, but yeah, there's nothing weirder than your jiu-jitsu friends. <laughs> Don't mix your jiu-jitsu friends with your with your real friends. <laughs> Don't call them not your real friends, mate. They'll be listening to this. They're not gonna like. Them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you sure people are gonna be listening to this, Pete? Yeah, maybe You're not. Very optimist. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Like it's it's a strange one. Um, in terms of a pursuit, though. So obviously you have the purest type gi and then you have yeah. no gi um, yeah. and kind of no gi is fucking huge in the last few years. Like um, it's really taken off. Do you ever think that MMA will envelop jujitsu or is it is are the purists always going to stay there doing it? And there's always going to be people going to the purest form of the sport um are you asking like for me personally or not what do you think like just, just your opinion what do you think like in the next few years because would i pursue mma or no no or... no no that's not what i'm asking but i'll ask you that now but after afterwards but um do i think like mma will like mma is obviously so popular now like huge people yeah. that don't watch any other combat sports watch it so what yeah. i want to know is you said you you actually went to M MMA training or whatever when you yeah. were seventeen. Is it ever going to yeah. be like? Because there's lots of jujitsu um, around all over the place. Are they going to yeah. become enveloped by MMA eventually? Because we're only at the like I know that the UFC has been around for 
since 1990s like but it's really fucking breaking ground now like it's it's only punching through the ceiling at the moment it's huge i think that um i think it'll be tough for mma like to have the number of people competing in mma that jiu-jitsu has i just think there's there's too many barriers to it and i just think as well that uh for the majority of people who do just jujitsu uh or just or just muay thai or boxing that the switch into mma and the the roundedness that you'd need to have is just less fun it's just like mm-hmm. um you know you you take a you take a uh, your typical jujitsu person and you punch them in the face a couple of times they're not going to like it mm-hmm. uh, at the same time you take your you take your standard boxer or your muay thai person muay thai fighter don't know um but you you ragdoll them a bit you put them on their ass and you you try and break their arm uh they're not going to enjoy that either and then so it, it it takes a lot of i think it takes a lot of of energy to and a lot of very good attitude on on the participants behalf that Mm. would that i think would limit it because it's yeah it's just it's harder it's a new skill and it's it's hard to go from being good at something to mm. you being know a being a beginner again. yeah yeah um, and then the next question then so is will it be hard for you to do so when, when you when you oh, step into the nah mate dana white and sean shelby are on the on the blur all the time huh? <laughs> um i've uh I've tried MMA. I've tried boxing. I've tried Muay Thai. Um, uh, it's just so Muay Thai classes. I don't. I don't enjoy Muay Thai classes because half the time they make you do push-ups and sit-ups, and I'd much much rather learn about how to kick someone in the head. Um, yeah, uh, it's much. It's much more conducive to learning how to kick somebody in the head as well, rather than yeah. doing push-ups and sit-ups to actually yeah, practice, absolutely. practice the skill. Uh, but uh, and then I'm. I've done a lot less boxing. But I've, I've done that a few times. I enjoy the sparring parts of it, which is bad because um, in in jiu-jitsu and in judo and stuff, you can it's designed to be safe, so you can pretty much go at each other full whack, and you shouldn't you shouldn't be hurting each other. If you if you went to boxing every day and you just started wailing on each other, you you've just got a load of Parkinson's patients yeah like very quickly so I think the the inability to use it as an outlet in that way wouldn't be wouldn't be great for me I, um, I guess you can kick pads and kick a bag and stuff pretty hard but it's not the same no but so what um, you're saying basically is I'm all about the money. When the money comes, uh, when the money comes, I'll do it until that point. I'm staying absolutely, to the bottom of that. Absolutely. I am all about the money at the moment. Um, hey, Dana, 60 G's, baby. 60 G's, <laughs> for sure. Um, I wouldn't mind 60 G's. None of us would. But, uh, you know, I think at the moment, the, the jiu-jitsu scene in Singapore, I'd be happy with getting paid $60. Yeah. Uh, it's competitive as well by the sound of things. Yeah, there's just not much money in it. Yet. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I've I've spoken to some people and we're you know they're they're doing they're doing a lot to 
to try and grow the sport here. So mm. I'm, I'm very supportive and I'm, I'm, I'm happy to lend my time. And your body. Um, my body, yeah. Uh, I won't be tapping very late though, so maybe not my health. Yeah. And uh, um, that was what I was going to ask you next then was because you've said you've tried a load of different martial arts. Which is worse? You can confirm for us now. Which is worse, when you get choked out or when you get knocked out? I've never been choked out. I've never been knocked out. Um, oh, <laughs> here he goes. I've, I'm, well, I tap before I go to sleep. Yeah. I'm You've never went to sleep? Ever? No, uh, I've, I've come close once in a competition. Uh, I started to go to sleep. And then um, the guy thought, oh, this choke isn't working. I'm going to readjust it. So he lets go. I come to a bit more and then it becomes really deep. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm going to tap there. That's, um, and closest I've come to be not, well, I haven't. Really or knocked down even. Knock. Never um, been knocked down. Nah, uh, but I remember once, like I ate a pretty clean punch to the jaw in a, in a boxing sparring session and like just saw like, it looked a bit like teletext came yes, down and then the I whites. was like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would, I would 100% say being knocked out would be worse than going yeah. to sleep, uh, for sure. It's a little um, bit more humiliating as well, I think. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's a singular action. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, there's a lot builds up to the choking out, if yeah, you get me. And, and you know, just headaches. Fair. Well, I've had my fair share of them, all right. Concussion yeah. is not fun. Um, yeah. So then you've tried all these different martial arts. What martial arts? that you've not tried are you like shit i wish i did that when i was a kid or i, I want to do that now uh, or before I, mean, I die the, the martial art i wish i did as a kid is is freestyle wrestling or or any form of you know uh, olympic wrestling they're beasts uh for sure did you see um, that, that video of the guy in the states during the week doing the backflip after he won no he did but... like he's like in the heavyweight category and he just does like a cartwheel and a backflip like jesus yeah they're uh they're built different i think you i think with with rest with you know judo and jujitsu i think jujitsu you can and now this is not to say that there's that everyone who does jujitsu is a pussy but you can start doing jujitsu and you can get good at jujitsu without having to get tough i think i get you uh, yeah I think with I think with judo, you will you you would get tougher from doing it, but it wouldn't necessarily make you like get you to a threshold of being tough. I don't think you can I don't think you can wrestle without being tough. I think there's like a, you know the the grind that they they have to go through. I think there's no way you can do it. In terms of martial arts that I've I've not done, I quite like the idea of training with weapons really. Um, so just like, I don't know, maybe some samurai training, um, or was it Carly is the Filipino one. And then like actual tactical with a gun training would be quite fun yeah. too, I guess. What's the one, the knife? Is that the, the one you mentioned there? Is that the knife fighting? Uh, Carly. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't really know. There is a but, knife uh, fighting out there somewhere to do, or is it? Saw a documentary yeah. on it on Vice or something. There's a there's a <laughs> down the there's YouTube a, rabbit hole. There's a 
There's a there's a pretty mad Indian martial art, uh, which someone was telling me about. It's not kabaddi. Kabaddi's pretty yeah. fun. Yeah, oh, it's the best uh, thing but, ever. I've but, played uh, that with the kids in school, like as warm up, just even the rugby team, and they love it, man. They just go yeah. mad for it's, it. Like it's such a great, like you know, just I really <laughs> like the element where you, where you. So for listeners who have no idea, yeah. Uh, You've basically got like uh, two teams of six or seven yeah. people. Uh, they're each in their own zones, and then each team takes it in turns to send one person into the other person's zone and try and tag as many people as possible. Mm. But if they get wrestled to the floor, they get no points. And to make it absolutely bonkers, you have to do it all in one breath. And the way yeah. they test that you're doing it all in one breath is you have to be saying, cabbity, 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 the whole time you're doing it. Like they can do it for so long as well. Like, it's ridiculous. I know. So I think that that's that's pretty cool. But apparently there's another Indian martial art where I think I've seen it on like some Discovery Channel documentary where they fight with swords and shields. Uh, <laughs> so that sounds... That's hardcore. Yeah. And appa- uh, so that, uh, the, uh, like these days, apparently it's mainly for entertainment at, High-end hotels in India, um, not Hunger Games for the, the Hunger Games for the rich. Yeah. <laughs> Throw them in. Yeah, exactly, on. exactly. Um, so then, with all these martial arts, the real question is: percentage of the population of men in the world that you walk past and you think, "Yeah, I could, I could kill you if I wanted to. I could beat you up. <laughs> kill you might be a little bit extreme." <laughs> Although I know, I do know that that's um, what you're thinking. You're not thinking, "Could I beat you up?" Or like, "I could kill you." I'd uh, I'd back myself to be top one percent. Nice. I think like you are like I, technically if it, if you if you go by percentages. Like if like I know if I know a hundred people, I you know yeah. The thing is, in circles that I hang out with, I'm not like yeah. I'm not I'm not top of the food chain there because yeah I, I shouldn't be I I'm, I should be trying to get better. Um, but, but that's not a you know representative sample of the population um so yeah I, i'd i'd back myself to be top one percent nice you but yeah, but as i said so, like with, with two black belts 99 like, yeah sweet with two black belts like you can you can afford to be that yeah. confident realistically how many times when we were working together on a on a daily basis did you think oh pete shut up i could literally kill you right now uh there's other people at work who were uh <laughs> They don't give you direct abuse, though. Yeah, no, no longer, no longer do I no get longer. direct abuse. There's um, no more, there's no more sledging in work. Nah, man, you, you were, uh, you were a pleasure to work with. Same to you, you're a gent. Yes, um, I'm missing you all now back here, but your look needs must, I suppose. <laughs> um, yeah. So then, I, I sent you over the questions that I wanted to go through, and. I suppose I'm going to start with the obvious Joe Rogan-esque question of who would win in a fight, a gorilla or a grizzly bear. We've had this conversation before, I think, potentially. Uh, I don't know if we've had this specific one before, but yes, you did send me the questions before and I did ask. I did say, I did mention them to uh, one Oliver Trotman. (laughs) And uh, we have a severe disagreement. So uh, the answer is a grizzly bear. Absolutely, a hundred percent. Oliver thinks a gorilla would win, uh, and that's because he's absolutely batshit insane. Um, it's like asking who would win a fight between. And I get, I, I can, I can sort of understand his logic 
you know, at the most basic level before, which is that gorillas have muscles and bears look fat. Um, but you're really if, not giving them much credit there for how he thinks. <laughs> but you're right as I, well as I, 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 at no point am I. But, but but basically, my thinking is right. Who who do I think would win a fight between like, you know, a really good CrossFitter or Brian Shaw? Uh, like, you know, yeah, great. You can you can do loads of muscle ups. Brian Shaw can just pick you up and crush your face. Um, yeah, I like where, that's, where the angle you're going with with that. That's that's the same with the bear. So I've naturally I've I've because uh, I was arguing with Ollie, so Google got involved. Uh, mm. Grizzly bears can actually run faster than gorillas can as well. So it's they've got speed, they've got strength, they've got size. There's there's no teeth as well. Teeth. They've got claws. Uh, so literally one swipe, a gorilla is probably dead. Uh, so you this can, is a, yeah. I was on, I would be on Ollie's side as well. I would have taught a gorilla, and I would have thought it'd be quick. But um, you've kind yeah you've kind of put you've broken down yeah. well there I suppose but uh, send me the video that you've seen of gorillas doing muscle ups would you? Mate, they're just they're just <laughs> hanging on one arm, so <laughs> doing 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 a wad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, it's 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 not just twenty one point four in the boxes; it's twenty one point four in the jungle too. All yeah. Right. Yeah. Fair. Oh, we need to yeah. we need it to happen eventually. It will hopefully. What the the, the gorilla versus Grizzly? No, the gorilla oh. versus just Peter. Better not find out about. I suppose it, it probably yeah. has happened, as you said, in one of those high end hotels for the rich. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I, I hope not. I hope not. Absolutely not. Definitely, definitely don't hope it's ever happened. International waters, as they did in The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, the gorilla has a knife. You say? <laughs> what was the one? Uh, he was the monkey. Dredrick yeah, Tate was fighting a kangaroo in international waters. There was an <laughs> advertisement for it. So then the ne- so next question I have for you is if you could be one animal, would it be a grizzly bear? If you had to be an animal, what animal would you pick? It's a, uh, like having just gone on that large ten- tangent, I probably want to be a gorilla. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Because, because as a like, if, I'm assuming I have my mind in, yeah, yeah. So I've still got opposable thumbs, so I can still operate, you know, weaponry, which is what <laughs> makes me like, you know, what scenarios you, you, you getting mean, into as a gorilla? That that's the first thing you think is like, oh, well, at least I can still operate weaponry. Well, well, the reason humans are top of the food chain yeah. isn't because we're the best at the fighting. Yeah, we're the best at throwing spears. Yeah, dexterity as well. Like. Uh, yeah, and they've got dexterity. So, you know, uh, if you give me a, a gorilla against a grizzly bear, but the gorilla has a gun, yeah. I'm picking the gorilla. Um. <laughs> well, like, if you give me anything against a grizzly bear and the, op- the opposite animal has a gun, then I'm going to probably go with the gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. American exactly. logic, guns trump people. Yeah, they do. There's more um, guns than people in America as well. So and for good reason, I suppose. Yeah. Um, then the next one is a very niche question that I purposely put in because we've we've argued we've... long into the night on this topic. And 
we still I I still don't know the correct way to ask the question so that you don't get smart answers. I also people. don't really know the correct way to ask question, but I'll 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 give it a go. You do you want to give it a go? Go go. You ch- chuck the question out there. And then all right. So, uh, and this is this can be a question for all your listeners, and I, I think they should. <laughs> it's crucial to all the, the Pete performers listening listeners that they is this um, think about this. Is this going to be on YouTube or is it just you're just going to? You know, post a wonderful picture of me on on the gram. Potentially bored, yeah. we'll see. Potentially, well, in the comments, guys, we want to see some answers. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, okay. Say you are in an arena with a, I like that you've put sentient great white shark. That was uh, important to put in there. It is. It is very important. So, uh, and it's there's ten inches of water, so pretty soon. The shark is going to die. However, five meters away from the shark, there is a button which the shark knows if they push this button, the arena will be filled with water and then you will be eaten. Well, no, uh, we've not specified that you will be eaten, but it will be filled with water. What is your approach if you have, you know, to stop the shark before you die? And I really don't know what the answer is here because... um, Sharks are really scary, like a large great white shark, really scary. Uh, you'd probably aim to put it on its side or its back and yeah. then just kick it in the in the belly, uh, kick it in the in the gills uh, that aren't doing anything in the 10 inches of water. They can't they can't function in air. Um, mm. Yeah, uh, I think that's an interesting question. I think uh, a lot of your listeners should be. Should become. We should probably crowdsource an answer and then like combine yeah. them all. And yeah, then we would probably have uh, a working strategy because <laughs> currently, just kick a shark onto its side. side yeah, uh, yeah. Just pull on its tail. Stop it from getting there. Yeah, oh, it's too, its tail's going to trash around, though, and it's going to—it's good. Its, its tail could break your arm, like, couldn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah. Easy. No, that, was, it was, that was a very sarcastic answer. Oh because, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. But that it's was a, what well, it's I a remember somebody animal. somebody did say that before we grab onto it. Yeah, probably and, Ollie. Yeah, that's who I was Ollie. about to say. I didn't want to throw him under uh, the bus again, but I'm pretty sure yeah. it's him. But it was probably, probably just say, you'd probably say like just get a gorilla in there and <laughs> you know my, you, you remember my feelings on the topic and the question scientific questions fucking bonkers. Yeah, well my my feelings was I would I would punch it square in the nose and Half of that is based off the Discovery Channel that you should punch a shark in his nose because it has nerves in its nose. But the majority of that answer was down to, I don't think I'd ever get the opportunity to punch a shark in the face again. And yeah. if I've only 10 seconds to live and it's, well. it's got to happen, I might as well punch it in the face first. Might see as well. if it works. Uh, see, my, my issue with punching a shark in the nose is that the nose is very close to where its teeth are. <laughs> very and if close. you miss, then you, your arm is gone. I mean, you're just prolonging the inevitable anyway. Yeah, true. The gills is probably a good route to go with, but I'm sure I'll have a certain Mr. Trotman on and he'll give me his full feelings on the topic eventually. So yeah, yeah. I just wanted to chuck out then a few um, quickfire questions then to finish. Awesome. First one was favourite submission uh i quite like guillotines at the moment cool but it cool. changes yeah um 
submission that you struggle the most with fending off? Just for yeah, any, gonna, anybody I, that I have will a, listen I have to a this. Fight. I have a fight coming up. So, yeah, okay, you can't uh, answer that one. Uh, yeah, well, I don't know. Toe holds. <laughs> you could you could have threw him into a trap there as well if you were really smart. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I did. Oh, here he goes. Um, artist you've been listening to a lot recently. Casey and the Sunshine Band. Yeah, never changes really. Is it? Is it playing never in the gym changed. very frequently? Uh, no, they. I just. Uh, play it on my headphones uh i don't get to the gym first so i don't get to choose the music so often it's bad it is that dig <laughs> that's a dig at henry is it oh uh, no henry, henry henry has some henry picks some good he's tunes, a full but, tunage 80s yeah. 70s rock music you, you always know if you if you're not in the gym it's you know who's been in first based off what yeah. they're playing. it's hilarious yeah yeah, yeah. It's good um then we'll go books you've been reading recently. Uh, so I have just finished on Audible uh, Barack Obama's book. Um, and if you can Audible that, it's read by Barack Obama. So you get to hear the wonderful voice of Barack Obama a lot of times. Very and, uh, meditative as well, I'm sure. Compared to more recent former US presidents, uh, he does also sound very stately and like a man who should be leading the free world. It is, it is written, mate. He's yeah. reading it off the scripts. <laughs> He's not coming up with it as he goes. Like, <laughs> wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised. Uh, uh, I'm going to write a book. <laughs> I'm going to write a book. What are you going to be? Ah, I'm just going to riff it. <laughs> we'll see where it goes. He wouldn't. He didn't say that. He said, "I'm going to speak a book." <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, how to transcribe a ideal. Yeah. Um. So you this one. I don't know. What you're going to come out with here, but favorite obscure footballing moment? Obscure footballing moment. Yeah, one uh, that people potentially mightn't think of when they think football. Like something obs- that, or footballer. That was the other uh, option. So, uh, a really obscure footballing moment that I really enjoyed um, from when I was like 14, 15. It was the year that Liverpool won the Champions League, but were really shit. Um, was uh, they were playing Arsenal, yeah, 2005. Uh, so that season they played Arsenal, uh, in a match where Neil Mellis scored an absolute screamer to win it. But there's a moment, there's a moment in the match where a player called Florent Cinema Pongol, oh, what a player, has the ball, has the ball, has the ball at the touchline, and uh, he's got Patrick Vieira behind him, and he sort of shimmies to fake one way and then. Turns the other way, Patrick Vieira gets on his ass, and uh, and then like Andy Gray was on commentary. It was like they shouldn't let Patrick Vieira back in the ground until he buys a ticket. I was like, uh, I like that. There you go. Cinema Pongol and Neil Mellor. You dropped two huge obscure footballers into that story. Huge. I completely. I remember Neil Mellor. Cinema Pongol had. Fallen out of my um, head. Yeah. I couldn't remember it. I, like, I'm so glad you brought him up. I'm going to see if he has a highlight video after this. <laughs> um, it won't be a long one. No. <laughs> that moment. Yeah. Favourite rugby player? I don't watch a lot of rugby, play, uh, rugby Pete. You, you know this. I know that I, yourself. You watch it. You watch a bit. You watch bits of the World Cup just so you could take the piss yeah. out of me when Ireland were losing. 
Absolutely. Uh, I have very recently discovered, though, uh, Max Lahif's yes, Instagram. Page. I do. I, I, um, he's right up your street. Oh my God! What a man! Oh, what a man! That yeah. If you uh, just watch his cooking show, yeah, it's called the beef. <laughs> the beef with Lahif. Mate, it's it so is. good with him voicing over in the background, real quietly. Like, I'm, yeah, oh, scrumptious. The way he says spiced tomatoes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mate, some no, of those that, dishes are, yeah, top quality but as well. Like he's a he he looks to be a you know very serviceable chef. Yeah, he does it, and he's also an absolute unit. He's a unit, man. Did you see the interview on the, on the Friday night? Yeah, the the what? Yeah, that, <laughs> that, that's what he's doing. His yeah. neck isometrics and gets up from yeah. it to go into it, like, and he just. Oh, he was in full flow. Like they, they, <laughs> the interviewer didn't really say much at all. He was just trying to take it in, and then he was wetting himself at the end of it. Brilliant. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's definitely a character. I've I've had yeah. people same same as what you just said. Uh, I've had people messaging me that aren't necessarily into rugby, and they're like, "What's the story of this Max Heath lad? Like he is yeah. the is he the only character in rugby at the moment?" And I'm like, hey, whoa! We'll be digging <laughs> at the sport here now, but. He's definitely up there with number and number uh, one. I think uh, he's he's got a podcasting future in yeah. He started one, I think, this week. Has he? There's uh, no shortage of them out, or there is a shortage of them out there. So that's why we're putting this one out as well, I suppose. Okay. That's good. <laughs> we don't want to run out of podcasts. What are people gonna to listen to? Uh, um, last question then. What would you tell your 18-year-old self? Um, so uh very boring s and based answer but uh, squats and pull-ups are more important than bench press you fool yeah but you can't talk about them as much <laughs> yeah yeah true but uh, yeah I didn't I didn't I didn't start I didn't realise that squatting wasn't bad for me until I was like 21 mm. and uh, how's training going how's your shoulder to go off on a tangent before we finish uh, good yeah but I'm feeling good are you lifting frequently or because you're obviously you have another fight coming up so you're doing a lot of rolling i've uh my lifting is now very very minimalist so i'm uh i'm doing atg split squats mate on the on the bulgarian split squat no uh just trying to get full depth uh but on the floor um and then doing doing a lot of ring work for my upper body but yeah, nothing, nothing special. Nothing too special. Yeah. Cool beans, bro. Appreciate the chat. That was fantastic. No man, it's good to catch up. Yeah, cool. I appreciate you being here. Thanks. Yeah. Peace out. <laughs>